like a goddamn camel bomb in your face. An omega beam melting your brain. An optic blast bursting from your eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, dial those boom tubes to apocalypse. It's time for a crisis to end all podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Crisis on Infinite Podcasts, uh, a landmark uh, I guess a landmark episode in the annals of crisis history because we are at the Big 50. Uh, I am George Schmitz, a man who has read the last issue of Multiversity three times and made his own annotations. And with me, as always, is Eat Geek Play editor-in-chief, Kevin Knight. How are you, sir? I'm great, Kevin. It's been a minute. It has been. And happy anniversary. This is your one-year mark as well. Uh, it's Reunited. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, feels, feels, feels good. Uh, it's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. You and I, um, we both had some, uh, some dental issues that we've had uh, that, that has kept us from, from the mic. Yeah. Some major dental work will do it. That'll shut you up real quick. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Broken braces uh, and, uh, uh, you got your wisdom teeth pulled out finally, right? Yeah. Let me tell you, you know, an exposed wisdom tooth that, uh, that'll Oof. put you right down. Oof. Yeah. 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 That's, that's not fun. No, you can't win there. <laughs> oh man. I, I feel your pain, my friend. So, uh, George, Yes. You are now a published comic book writer. I, you know, it's funny because uh, Caleb, uh, the uh, artist and my, uh, I guess, co-collaborator, uh, co-collaborator on Diamond Last, uh, when, I, when I showed up with copies, he goes, look, you're a pro. You did it. Like, you're literally a pro because you have published work. I was like, really? That's the most anticlimactic thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like I would have to be like looking at like a Marvel logo on it or something. But he's like, no, man, you're a pro. And I was like, OK, I guess so. <laughs> You've managed to do th- something that not a lot of people do anymore. I, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's really, really cool. I'm really fucking proud of it, man. So tell me about this, because uh, until until I uh, saw your tweet, I didn't even know this was going on. Yeah, it, you know, it's been in the works since around, I'd say, May of last year. Uh, it's kind of been something that we've been doing just uh, very casually at a slow pace because, uh, you know, Caleb is, of course, doing this uh, in between his job at Wacom and, uh, you know, having his wife and uh, actual other projects that he's working on. Um, but, uh, you know, it's this little short, uh, story that I wanted to tell about this character. It's kind of loosely tied in with our band. It's not like heavily predicated on our band aside from her logo, really. Um, but I mean, it's just, you know, fun, kind of cartoony, uh, it just, um, uh, you know, really easy, di- digestible story, uh, that's, you know, contained in this book. <laughs> Congratulations, my friend. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so how can people find it? 
Uh, it is on Gumroad, uh, G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com slash Diamond Lass. Uh, it's pay for you want uh, or pay what you want, which is code for free. So you won't be mad uh, at me if I if I don't pay anything for it. No, absolutely not. It's uh, it's up there to pay for whatever price you feel is fair. Uh, and I also have some print copies that I will have with me on tour. Oh, nice. Yeah. You took this to Emerald City Con? Yes, I did. I was at Caleb's table for a minute, uh, just kind of tabling around. Uh, and then I just had uh, I had them on my person. And like if like anyone like that I knew stopped me or whatever, I was just giving them out and shit. Um, but yeah, they were at Emerald City. Uh, we sold actually a fair amount of them there, uh, but I still have a good amount that I'll be bringing on the next couple tours with me. Um, and yeah, I mean, if they keep on selling, I'll keep on printing them kind of. And I think we have another issue that we want to work on. Um I don't know. We'll see. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how was how was Emerald City? Uh, it was really fucking cool. Uh, crazy overwhelming. Uh, con is fucking huge, man. Um, and uh, I hadn't been to like a serious serious con in in years. You know, I mean, Rose City uh, was you know the only, is the only con that I've been to since I went to Chicago when I was like twelve or something like that. Uh, and, you know, Rose City is such a scaled-down convention compared to what Emerald City is doing. Uh, so it was pretty fucking overwhelming, but it was really, really cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, some, some highlights. I got Bruce Tim's autograph. Oh, nice. Was he nice yeah. to you? Uh, <laughs> he was as cool as I wanted him to be. Because Bruce Tim like, always strikes me as he's just degaff, you know? He he's just like, can be a little bit of a pill, yeah. Yeah, he just he strikes me as standoffish, and I love that about him. You know, he was just by his table, no one was around him, and he just had his you know big ass fucking Ray Bans on, not uh not sunglasses, not the sunglasses, but you know his giant Ray Ban glasses that he wears. Uh, and I just walked up with my copy of the booklet from uh, Batman the Animated Series, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Signs it, and I was like, "All right," and I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're as cool as I want you to be because <laughs> you don't take shit from anyone. So sometimes meeting your uh, your idols is not as fun oh, as you think it, it is. Oh, yeah. It's dangerous. I, uh, I, had, I, I had a less than pleasant experience with him. Ooh. He's a man who knows what he wants, and I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's probably been, like, I, I, I would imagine he's been through the fucking ringer dealing mm -hmm. with uh, Warner Brothers and DC over the years. So I, I can see if he's, like, a little standoffish or bitter. Yeah. Towards uh, towards people. Uh, I also got my uh, Astro City action figures signed by Kurt Busiek. Nice. He's he is, now flip of the coin. Nicest guy out there. Yeah. So he, nice. When I pulled him out of the bag, he was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> he was even first off, he was blown away that I that I sought these out, but then he was really happy to sign them. Uh, uh, aside from that, you know, I was just kind of walking around. I, uh, I almost punished a couple writers, but I decided not to, um, for better, you know, for, I, I, that was a good judgment call on my, on my behalf. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, there was a, a lot of cool shit going on. Uh, Allison had a panel. She moderated the Funko panel. Oh, and that wow. was really fun. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, dude, something that I just want to point out, uh, I was there for two days. And not even the busiest day, but both days, the line to meet Kelly Sue and Matt Fraction was out of control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both days. Yeah. 
It was insane. They're straight up fucking rock stars. They they probably are like the biggest rock stars of of the comic book business right now. Absolutely. Um, and it's their hometown. That's the even funniest part. Well, I mean, but well, actually, what's crazy is Portland wasn't as crazy as uh, Emerald City was because you know they live in Portland. They yeah. don't actually live in Seattle. Yeah. And the Portland line when I was down for Rose City wasn't as crazy as what I was seeing in Emerald City. But it didn't matter what time of day it was. It didn't matter what day it was. The line was out the door. But Rose City is also – it's a smaller convention, it, it, it's, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a smaller convention. But I went on the busiest day of Rose City, and I could still just walk up to their table no problem. Hmm. But here the line was just they, – they had workers there the entire weekend, and they were weaving it in and out of shit. It was crazy. What was your most surprising moment um, besides that? I mean, yeah, that was really surprising. Uh, I, you know – Charles Soule had, like, no one around his table. Really? Uh, there were multiple times in the day where I almost walked over and just fucking uh, just unleashed punishment on him. Uh, and I, I did, in, a, in a good way. Right? In, a, in a good way. I didn't do it, but I almost fucking did it multiple times because he looked just so approachable and he was just sitting there, you know? Why didn't you? Uh, hey, I'm George. I like your work. Let's talk. Uh, you know, I that, don't that's, know. I don't know. I, you know, it's you're, just. You're partially a journalist now, my friend. I guess. And, yeah. and you're on the same level as him now because you are now a published. I'm a published writer. <laughs> I'm a published writer. I know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you could have at least handed him the book and been like, "I know, hey, here, he, check this out." I published. Yeah, this and myself. he well, he even just retweeted some shit that I sent at him recently uh, for that last issue of Inhuman that he put out. Ah. Uh, be, be, because he uh, he wrote Inferno as a drummer and he lit himself on fire during a show, um, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's actually what it feels like to play drums." And so we had like a funny Twitter interaction uh, because of that. And I, I thought about bringing that up, but then I was like, man, I'm just going to come across as a psychopath. So <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Uh, so that was surprising. Uh, Remender had a line like out the fucking door too, um, which was really cool. But he was also, uh, all of his tables were next to uh, his like uh, collaborators on like uh, Mateo Scalero. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Cause you know, he could probably point people in the right direction to meet those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the, I, I didn't get to go to many panels. I was just walking around a whole bunch. I was having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Actually, I'll tell you the biggest fucking surprise out of Emerald city. Uh, the Marvel toy biz toys from like the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm -hmm. I don't know how familiar you are with them. They had the build of figures in them. Oh yeah. Uh, they, okay. So Marvel actually owned that company. Yeah. Uh, and it was all done in house. Uh, those toys go for like three hundred dollars. Shut up. Yeah. No. No fucking joke. Like, and it, like the Sentinel and uh, yes, the yes. Apocalypse. And yes. The Build a Figure Modoc, the Build a Figure Mojo, all of those. Uh, like the Build a Figures are only seventy five dollars because you have to you know take them out of the box mm -hmm. to build them. But like the Deadpool from Series Six is three hundred dollars. The Giant Man was $100. The Translucent Vision was like $100. And I was talking to the guy about it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I love these toys, but are they really worth this much? And he goes, absolutely. Yes, they are. Because, in their package, though, right? Yeah, in their package because it's a secondary market only and they're never going to make them again. Their value just only goes up. And then I went on the internet because I was like, there's no fucking way there's any truth to this. And turns out that is the going rate for these toys. Wow. I won't tell you how much I sold my Sentinel for. Yeah. So I had no idea. 
<laughs> I, I think I sold mine on eBay for hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's Maybe. going right. So, well, but that was, that was like five years ago though. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they're only worth more now. So, <laughs> um, I, and I have, I mean, I have out of box, I just a ton of those sitting around. They're great figures. Oh, they're fucking fantastic figures. Yeah. yeah. Some of those are just like all the, all the Hulk ones that they did and all the thing ones that they did. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. good. The, the, the John Byrne looking thing one, it's sitting on, yeah. my, it's sitting on my shelf right now. I'm looking at it. It's f- unbelievable. They're getting they're getting back to making those figures though. I mean the the uh, the Marvel Select figures are awesome, and uh, I think the the new ones that Marvel's putting out that you can find in Target are really cool too. Well, it sounds like you had a good All time right. then. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I I've got to make it out for Emerald City next year. That's that's my goal. I was trying to make it this year, but with you know Emerald City being this week or being last week and and. Uh, WonderCon being this weekend, I, I don't understand how people do it between the two conventions. Yeah, I know. The convention circuit is getting fucking long and brutal. Uh, you know, more uh, more kudos to the creators that can hit all of these conventions, you know, week after week, because it looks like it's fucking exhausting. Oh, it's got to be. It's just got to be, man. Ugh. I, yeah. Uh, well, we should get to some comic book news. Yeah, let's fucking hit it. Uh, what do we got up first? Uh, it looks like IDW has announced, uh, the creator owned, uh, projects, uh, creator owned and licensed projects for 2015 and beyond. Is there anything here you're excited about? Uh, you know, interested in Godzilla in hell, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what to expect from that. It sounds like somebody just went, I got it. Godzilla goes to hell. I mean, you know, J- Jason went there, so <laughs> if Jason went there, why can't Godzilla go there, you know? Is this going to be like Godzilla fights the devil? I, 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 mean, I, there's, I mean, obviously there's monsters in hell, so. Like, yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think IDW is a good publisher, but I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I, I just uh, – I wish they just put out a lot more creator-owned stuff. Yeah. Uh, rather than re- rely on all these licenses, you know? Yeah. It, it, it is kind of weird that, you know, it's like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff. But, you know, a lot of it's licensed stuff that, you, I, don't, I don't know, it's not that exciting. Yeah, um, X-Files, you know. I, yeah, I know they do Ninja X-Files, Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you have a, the, this weird string theory, string, string divers thing that uh, is based on Ashley Wood toys. Um, by the guy who runs IDW, written by him, and and yeah, you know, um, and then uh, there's the Orphan Black series that they're doing. Oh, yeah, God. I saw that. Uh, a, a new mini series called Ghostbusters Gets Real, um, which is based on the the animated show, not the regular the regular well, Ghostbusters. I, I I guess it's like a crossover between what uh, Burnham's been doing and then the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Which have, have you read the, the the Turtles Ghostbusters crossover? No, was it's, that good? It's actually pretty good. Like, yeah, honestly, I was I was quite impressed with it. I was like, wow, okay, this is I I could get behind this. I haven't finished reading it yet, but uh, didn't IDW just uh just buy out Top Shelf? Uh, a while ago, yeah. Yeah, so you know, I with that in my mind, and with how uh, I, you know, I guess innovative Top Shelf is with, you know, uh, I guess 
who the books that they put out, you know, the books that they put out are always just, you know, su of such high caliber. I'm just kind of wondering what IDW's plan is with Top Shelf. See, that's the thing. They haven't, re Top Shelf really hasn't announced much lately. Yeah. And I know. They haven't, they haven't, uh, 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 they haven't really announced anything new for Top Shelf. Yeah. So the other really interesting thing is they're doing a Dirk Gently Holistic Detective Agency story. Uh, based on the Douglas Adams book, but it's been written by Chris Ryle, who runs IDW. That's the weird thing about IDW is Chris likes to write a lot of stuff uh, um, on the books that you know he puts out himself. Yeah, I guess if you can, you know. Sure. Uh, moving on, uh, it looks like Secret Wars number one, half a million copies. Half, so, and this is not an April Fool's joke. No. <laughs> No, uh, half a million fucking copies of this book, which is the biggest, it was one of the biggest selling comic books for the original series. Right. Um, so the, <clears throat> to do this many on a new secret wars is just insane. If you ask me, um, it's counting down, man. We're getting close. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think I'm going to task myself with rereading uh, everything Hickman. Shut up, really? I think I'm gonna do it. Wow. Well, th they have that new. Um, they have that new. Uh, what is it? The 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 prelude to Secret Wars that yeah. they're collecting, which is very specific issues. Yes, very very specific issues. Uh, and I think I'm gonna. I I definitely want to cherry pick pick out of it. Um, but, you know, with the way Hickman has been talking about Secret Wars and the way everybody else has been talking about Secret Wars, how Jonathan's been plotting towards this, mm -hmm. it's been uh, it's been weighing on my mind. And I really want to just fucking blast through all of Hickman's work uh, up until Secret Wars comes out. So I'm just ready for anything. Are you going to include Fantastic Four into that, too? Yes. Wow. OK. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Uh, oh, all right. Good luck. <laughs> I yeah. I mean yeah. Of course, it's fucking good luck. But uh, I, 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 I wish really I wish I had your free time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's what happens when you uh, get stuck in an airport for twenty four hours. So <laughs> that sounded like a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, by a lot yeah. of fun, that sounds like that was a uh, kind of a catastrophe. It's literally hell on earth. Um, but yeah, that's what happens when things like that happen to you. You just have so much time that you can read things like that because you're literally trapped in a purgatory, Kevin. Um, so that being said, I might, uh, I might try. It's for sure a Herculean fucking, uh, effort, but yeah, you know, may, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Good luck. Uh, let me know how it goes. I, I still need to. I, I still need to tackle the the Avengers. I know I keep saying that, but it's yeah. like every time I, I just dude, it it's so much and it's so intense. It's so deep and it's like fuck. I know I need to do this. But I just it's can't. literally only getting deeper too. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, did you read this week's yet? Yes, of course I did. It it's was fucking how, fantastic. How, how insane does it get now? I mean, uh, I mean, it's something that he seeded in like issue seven is <laughs> is coming to fruition right now. No. Uh, issues like seven and twenty three. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's it's the longest of cons. Oh man. Oh man. I just yeah. no 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 George. I won't. I won't. <laughs> 
it's it's gonna it's for sure gonna go down in history as one of the best Avengers runs. I really think it is. I see. I, I love Bendis's so much though because I, it stayed I, on no. Earth and it didn't get crazy. No, for sure. Hey, I I I want Bendis's there in the top five as well as along with Busiek's, you know. Yeah. But it's for sure gonna be contending with that. I will say that. Well, speaking of Secret Wars, not only are we getting a slew of new books, I mean, there, it seems like every day for the last two months that they've announced a ton of books, um, but the big reveal last week was the all-new, all-different Avengers. Oh, yeah. Where they tease new new members every day, whatever, uh, and uh, we're getting Miles Morales in the 616. Not only are we getting Miles Morales in the 616, but we're getting Mark Wade writing the Avengers. I know. I'm so excited about this. I really hope this isn't a cock tease. I hope it's not like a, uh, oh, yeah, Mark Wade writes the primer issue or he writes the free comic book day issue and then we get something else. I, I'm, I've am i been loving his S.H.I.E.L.D. book. It's so good. It's been awesome. It's so good. The first, right? I wasn't I wasn't into that first issue, but the second issue and the third issue, yeah. freaking great. I love it. It's, yeah. it. it's the book that Mark Wade was just, just meant to be writing. Um, yes, it's because he's writing Phil Coulson as himself. Exactly. It's basically, yeah, yeah. And Mark Wade is Phil Coulson. Um, but the most exciting thing about this is, okay, so we're getting, we're, we're getting, uh, Miles Morales in the 616 and I don't know if you saw that it kind of created a huge, you know, fervor amongst the, the mainstream media about that they're getting rid of Peter Parker and that, you know, there, there was uh, news programs about this. Uh, it was right. it was crazy. It was like all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, you're getting rid of Peter Parker and you're placing him with a black kid. What the hell's going on? And what, you know, Fox News had a field day with this. Um, oh, it's it, like which it's, it's like, when yeah. I am I having deja vu? Because, oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. The exact same fucking thing happened when they killed off Peter Parker in the ultimate universe. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess at Emerald City again, uh, C.B. Sabosky came out and said, look, we're not killing off Peter. Uh, uh, Miles and Peter are going to be exist in the same universe. It's just that simple. Right. Um, so th- there we go. Uh, a lot of stuff is going to happen after after Secret Wars. But uh, uh, calm down, kids. We can have two Spider-Mans. Uh, what do we? What else we got, sir? Uh, we have uh, Pacific Rim, Tales from the Drift. Uh, Legendary Comics announced uh, it's Joshua Hale Fil- uh, Fil- I always fuck his name Fel- up. Uh, Felkov. 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 Yeah, Felkov. Uh, he's going to be writing Pacific Rim, Tales from the Drift. Uh, it's a miniseries. Uh, it's a sequel. Um, I'm guessing it's going to bridge that gap between Pacific Rim and uh, Pacific Rim 2. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, it's cool. Uh, Legendary is starting to really put some shit out. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I know, you know, they've been doing Annihilator, um, that uh, the Morrison book that's fucking wonky bonkers. Yeah. Um, so that tower, maybe, the tower series that they've been doing is is really good, too. It's cool. A, uh, a Matt Wagner book. It's really yeah. it's fucking great. Um, well, hey, why not? I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm a huge Pacific Rim fan, so absolutely, I am fully on board with Pacific Rim. And I believe uh, this. It, well, they're they're gonna do. Uh, it's it's where Year Zero uh, uh, left off. So the the which led up to Pacific Rim. 
and then this book takes place like somewhere yeah. like right after Pacific Rim and and them building uh uh new uh you know fighters and everything like that. It looks the artwork looks freaking amazing. Um but they're saying that this is going to be one of a, uh maybe a few more books that they're going to do for uh, uh based on Pacific Rim. And there's also the rumor that cool. there's going to be a Pacific Rim cartoon. So um, well, I, I know your mother Toro does love his animated features. He did those Hellboy ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, legend, Legendary. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a company that uh, we're going to see even more stuff from. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they have the financial means to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, being that they are not just a publishing company, they are a fucking movie studio. So. And they own the Nerdist, so, you know, they can use that to push their comic books. Right? Uh, would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to be a conglomerate? Yep. Uh, looks like Warren Ellis is already working on a new project for Marvel. Uh, yeah, he came out on his Tumblr. Somebody asked him if uh, he'd he'd do Daredevil, and he said, "You know what? Marvel just uh, comes to me with projects and said, hey, do you want to do this?'" And uh, he says, "Sure." So he doesn't really. He's. <laughs> I love how he says, uh, "I don't really waste brain cycles thinking about what I'd like to do there. They come to me when when they want uh, me to work with them, and they make me an offer from what from their available properties." This is uh, I've already selected and begun my Marvel project for this year. By the way, so maybe we return to to to. to That's Moon so funny. Hopefully, maybe maybe return to Moon Knight. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> well, I I like what Colin Bunn or uh, what Brian Wood have been doing is bad on Moon Knight. Um, I, I didn't but, like that last issue. Didn't like that. Last oh, issue. the Colin Bunn the Colin Bunn issue. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it just. I love how Colin Bunn is like the pinch hitter for any like of the darker the darker writers at Marvel. Like when they decide to leave a project, they just call in Colin Bunn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what, what you know, Remender leaves Venom and Colin Bunn comes on, or uh, <laughs> Ellis and Wood are off of Moon Knight and he comes in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just think it's so funny that Warren Ellis is so trusted. He's such a trusted writer because of his track record that Marvel just goes, "Hey, write this," and he goes, "All right." Sure. What's what's the paycheck look like? All right, cool. Yeah. Done. Done. Here, here you go. Done. Yeah. And of course, he probably fucking gives him something that's just like either groundbreaking or just like really entertaining. And, uh, you know, Marvel's like, all right, uh, money well spent. So uh, you'd mentioned uh, Inhumans earlier. Um, it yes. Looks, it looks like Human Torch is going to show up on Inhumans now. What's the deal there? Yeah. yeah uh, well, it was announced. Uh, for free comic book day uh, that Johnny Storm will be on the uh, team of Inhumans now. Uh, and the team's kind of fractured. Well, the books are fractured a little bit uh, because uh, Medusa is, you know, running Adelan, uh, and Adelan is now like, you know, an island in New York, basically. Uh, and Black Bolt is now back in the picture, but she basically told him to fuck off for everything that he's done, uh, being that he, you know, fucking destroyed Adelan and unleashed hell. <laughs> um, but... So he's off having his own adventures in that new uh, Uncanny Inhumans book that uh, Soul just launched uh, with Steve McNiven on uh, pencils, which the first issue was actually fantastic. Yes. Uh, but his other team of Inhumans is uh, now with Medusa, and it's all the new humans 
And uh, it looks like Johnny Storm will be joining the ranks. But he's not an inhuman. No, he is not an inhuman, but it does make sense for him to be a part of the team, uh, seeing as how, you know, he was one of the first people to encounter the inhumans. So. Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, well, plus he's gotten along. He's got an off and on relationship with Crystal, you know, that's been going on for years. Uh, and I still... think, you know, maybe that will actually pan out in this book. Um, I don't know. I love I, I like Johnny Storm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just weird to have him show up in a in in humans book, and that still feels feeds the rumor that you know Fantastic Four is going away, and then you know there's the the whole controversy of well this is how Fantastic Four is going to get back into the movie license because now he's an Inhuman. I don't think they can get I don't think they can get back a the movie license though by just shifting around some of the publishing. I you know I think that's a, a totally separate entity. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't imagine that that. You know, that could happen at all, but who knows? I just love yeah. how one little change, like, just sends people into this, like, rumor mill of, like, oh, well, they're trying to get this back. And it's like, no, you know, it it, uh, it doesn't hinge the comic. It doesn't change the comic book thing, you know, landscape so much that you put, you know, uh, a Fantastic Four member in the Inhumans. You know, it's like Fantastic Four wasn't selling, so they canceled it. Shall we talk some TV news? Yes, please. For the love uh, of God. For the love of God. Behind the scenes, folks, uh, we're having a fucking nightmare of technical issues. Uh, although this episode is seamlessly edited to sound like we're not, uh, I can guarantee you that we are. Shh, never talk about the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Anyways, uh, The Arrow and The Flash are getting a spinoff show, which me and you haven't even gotten the chance to talk about. We haven't uh, talked about TV in forever, and I, I keep doing this with Jamie, and Jamie doesn't watch anything because I don't know why she only watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How fucking incredible is The Flash? Uh, the Flash, it's the best show I watch. It's the best show that I watch hands down. I, I fell asleep last night and did oh not get a chance to finish. I, I, I watched the first half of the, uh, of, of the Trickster. Fucking amazing. Amazing. The, the ending of the episode was insane. Oh, don't uh, even, oh man. It's, a be, it's the best show on TV. It's, it's a, it's, it is straight up. They went, okay, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to make a comic book show. Like, yeah. like everybody else. They get kind of a comic book show. Gotham is like, what if if somebody thought a comic book show would be like if they didn't read comic books? This yeah. is like straight up comic book show. Unapologetically a comic book show. It has been incredible. The time travel. Amazing. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know what's in store for you at the end of the episode. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, um. But anyways, there is a uh, another show that is spinning off of the success of Arrow and Flash, uh, and it's yet to be determined if it's going to be uh, a full series or just a mini series. Uh, but as of right now, uh, they have cast some more people. I know Brandon Routh is rumored to be in it uh, for you know he's going to be reprising his role of Ray Palmer. Um, curiously, Martin Stein is going to be back, but not necessarily Ronnie Raymond. Exactly, which, um, which is which really I, weird. Yeah. Uh, there have been talks of Booster Gold, um, or well, there were talks of Booster Gold, but I think this might have put it to bed. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the only reason everyone thought it was Booster Gold is because uh, they were listing this character as the Traveler and saying he was a man out of time. 
but it looks like uh, it's going to actually be Rip Hunter, which uh, probably doesn't ring a lot of bells for you. Uh, for a lot of folks, he's a more obscure time traveler in the DC universe. Um, he hit that Booster Gold series uh, post well, fifty two. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, talk- I'm talking about Rip Rip Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Well, he, it was. There was that series where it was Rip Hunter. No, and, yeah. and Booster I, Gold traveling well, through time. Well, Rip Rip Hunter shows up at the end of fifty two. He is like he's he's the small part of it. I mean, that story is mostly Booster Gold. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying after 52 though they did that uh, that that buddy series uh, where it's 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 uh, Booster Gold and Rip Hunter going through time. Kinda oh, crazy! Like, kind of like a, a Doctor Who, Bill and Ted's thing. Yeah, really, really I didn't even know about thing. that. Oh yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. It's Damn. A, it's it's a Dan Jurgens goodie. All right, well there you have it. Uh, more on Dan Jurgens later in the episode. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Rip Hunter's been cast, uh, and it's. Um, who uh, who casts who would they? It's who's? Arthur D- uh, Darvel who actually uh, was in Doctor Who. Uh, yes. I'm not I'm, I'm not a Whovian, so I know I know he, he he's great. He's it, this is it's actually a good casting and and it's going to make people go oh okay like it, it's a smart casting. Let's put it that way. Nice. So uh, they have also revealed that they have cast a hot girl and it's uh, Kiara, uh, Kiara Renee. Um, she's best known for her Broadway work, um, but it's been announced that uh, it's going to be the iteration where she is a reincarnated Thanagarian. So that was more of like when they they well, brought I mean, in, they brought in that weird like pre New Fifty Two where they 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 ditched all of the the otherworldly hawk. Hawkman, Hawkwoman stuff, yeah. and then just made it like it was uh, a, a ghost, of, or he was a, a, an Egyptian god, yeah, and goddess and I, stuff like that. And then when they brought in the new Fifty Two, they kind of just rolled with that. The the Hawk mythos is just a fucking mess. Um, <sighs> trying to make sense out of it will seriously drive you fucking insane. Um, I don't suggest it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it was it was so much easier when they said, "Oh, they're just from Thanagarian." Yes, it, that's the easiest route. That is the easiest route to explain all of that. They're space cops from Thanagar. There it is. Yeah, but instead, uh, Jeff Johns decided to, that they were going to be reincarnated, uh, uh, you know, ancient Mayan something warrior. I don't know. It's like this yeah. weird Romeo Juliet kind of thing. Which you know the the love interest part of it is you know kind of cool like this eternal love. Uh, you know I can see where that's like you know giving you a lot to play with for a narrative. But I I just think that the space cop is the you know it's like he's like a more primal Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever read Hawkworld the uh, the miniseries that uh, I believe Mike Rell did? No, I oh, did not. Oh, dude, that's. It's it's basically like a hard boiled cop, uh, uh, you know, Hawkman story. It's insane. It's just Hawkman like beating people up. That sounds amazing. Cool. It's pretty amazing. Um, Such an underrated character, Hawkman. I uh, Hawkman is cool, uh, but I actually am a bigger fan of Hawk Girl because of her presence in Justice League Unlimited. Oh, uh, the, oh yeah, 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 for sure. So. She she's fantastic in that. I mean, yeah. that 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 really you know set the character apart from. The, the the you know the cartoon or the comic book version obviously but uh, like like it did with so many characters yes yes uh so have you been reading Lazarus the, I have uh, not oh it's so good 
it's it's one I of, hear amazing things. It's it's a fantastic Rucka book. I mean, so good, and it's coming to TV. Once again, legendary is uh, is is behind this one, um, and uh, it looks like uh, Rucka is going to be writing the pilot. Uh, there's no network attached to it yet. They're just going to go ahead and make the show and see who picks it up. So that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's so freaking such a, a great like post-apocalyptic story that it just screams production. You yeah. Know? Um, so it's just funny. It's like there we, we have so much stuff that's just being developed out of comic books now. You know, it's it's such just the the fertile picking ground. Um, yeah, it's an uh, IP farm. Uh, uh, what it was the uh, that new uh, uh, Mark Millar series, Chrononauts, right? Oh, Chrononauts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's already gotten picked up for a TV oh. series. Yeah, who's who's fucking surprised? No, it's a movie. Oh, that's right. They optioned it yeah. for a movie, huh? Okay. Yeah, I mean, who's fucking surprised there? Did you read no. it? Yeah. I read the first issue. How is it? Uh, I, I, I mean, he's getting to, to me. He's getting a little formulaic. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he was already bordering on the the generic side of things, but it was always entertaining. Um, you know, but uh, now it just seems like a lot of it's just going. He just knows how to crank it out. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, me and Mark actually had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Mark, not Mark Pilar, uh, Mark Strong or uh, Mark Stack. Um, but you know, Mark was like, yeah, I mean, as soon as you realize that most of what he does is disingenuous and you can separate that from his personality, you can start to enjoy some of his work. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I see it. You know, everything he's doing is he's writing it as a pitch. So once yeah. you know that, yeah, you know, I think so. And, yeah. and, but I just, there, there's like, uh, I feel like one out of four books that he does is good. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, and that, that one out of four is what ends up being a movie. Sure. You know, so did you see Kingsman? Yes. How is it? It was enjoyable. I had a good time. Okay. It, it, you, com- it comes out on DVD soon. I'll catch it. Yeah. Then. Um, what else do we got? Uh, well, moving on to some movie news, uh, a big surprise, uh, Zack Snyder revealed the first photo of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, and uh, he's fucking bald. So, like, uh, how did anyone think that was an exclusive? Well, uh, yeah, okay, he he's bald. Here's a picture of Jesse Eisenberg with no hair. Yay! Yeah, no, show me him in a fucking purple combat suit, or get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I, we're not gonna see. We're not gonna see him in the power suit. There's no. Uh, way. There's no, no I, way. Uh, come on! I'm no, holding out hope. No. I'm holding out hope. I'm 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 gonna nix that one. There's there's no way. That's just there's a you would have heard about it by now because they're all, they're they're they've got to be wrapped on this film by now. Yeah. Um, oh, they are. They are for sure. And then uh, you know you would have heard about that. I just want for once I want Le- I want Lex and Superman to duke it out. You know, because you haven't seen that in a Superman movie yet. Yeah, but I just feel like there's so much that's being involved in this that, you know, yeah. what do you think of Momoa? Uh, I mean, it was called Drago. That's exactly. all it was. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, give me some fucking Aquaman in this, you know? Yeah. Like, put him in a fucking orange costume at least. Make him look like fucking Aquaman. No, it was called Drago, and they just said, hey, that's Aquaman. And it's, you go, exactly. All right. <laughs> a lot less tattoos and, uh, you know, a trident. That's it. That's all you it, need. You know, that's all they did. Hmm. It was basically like he walked off the Game of Thrones set and accidentally stumbled onto the Batman v Superman <laughs> set, and they go, hey, that'll do. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it, it, to me, that's not Aquaman. That, that, I, that is not I, Aquaman whatsoever. I, and I, I like the idea of Aquaman being like the Conan of the sea. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Sure. That's cool. But put him in something that resembles an Aquaman costume. Uh, yeah. You know, and again, the grayscale is just out of control with this movie. Just, oh, God. please, just a, all I'm asking is just a little bit of color. You know, can we just get a little bit of color? Uh, you, I, you know, he likes his Instagram filters. I know. It's insane. They, they shot this entire movie on Instagram. You knew that, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, uh, apparently Snyder says that uh, Jesse Eisenberg is not like any of the Lexes you've seen. That's for sure. Other than being a captain of industry uh, and one person to the world and another person to himself. Uh, and, of course, he's bald. And he says what he believes and he says what's on his mind. So, well, Gene Hackman didn't do that. I mean, yeah, I know it's it really it's not giving me anything. Um, I just but I can't get excited about this movie. You know, it's it's really I, I'm waiting for a trailer. I'm waiting for the trailer to redeem it. That's all I'm saying. Well, the big uh, rumor for the trailer now is is Age of Ultron. Uh, well, actually, I heard the big rumor for the trailer is Mad Max because Mad Max is a uh, Warner Brothers movie. True. So. True. Yeah, okay. but. Boy, would that be a fucking dick in the face. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. How amazing would that be if, is, is, you know, you, you get to sit down and see, all, you know, Age of Ultron and, and there's Superman, Batman. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be smart, uh, you yeah. know. But, but uh, Hollywood won't let stuff like that happen. Oh, huh? no. Um, speaking of which, we're counting down the days, man. Oh, I know. It's killing me. It's literally killing me. I and you know what sucks? Uh, I fly home from Australia on the nineteenth, and it premieres in Australia on the twenty third. Oh, just oh, hurt. So close. Hurt. So fucking close. And and we're ten days away. By the time oh. this goes up, ten days oh. away from Daredevil. And the reviews actually came in today. Uh huh. At, for the first five episodes, and they are overwhelmingly positive. Well, uh, come come uh, April 11th, you get to see Kevin for 24 hours. I can't wait. That, well, wait, it's 14 episodes, an hour an episode, and yeah, 15 hours, 16 that's hours. Pretty, that's pretty doable. I mean, I once watched all five die or all four Die Hard movies before Die Hard Five came out. So, in one sitting. Yeah. Wow. Literally wow. up until the midnight premiere, and then I went and saw the midnight premiere of the new Die Hard movie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, but those first three, those are great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first two are great. Whoa. Die Hard with a Vengeance? I'm it's sorry. It's good. Die, it's good. Die Hard with a Vengeance is the best. No, the first one is the best. Nothing comes close to the first one. Samuel Nothing. Jackson is Samuel a, Jackson's fantastic. It just, it just doesn't have that same... Oof, that that it, the first well, it's one better. Is. It's better than two. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'll give you that. I'll give you that for sure. Uh, what else we got? Well, probably the biggest movie news that we've got on the list here is that they cast Jubilee. Yes. For for X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> Which hey okay. You know uh, what? Fucking hey, I'm glad. I'm glad that Jubilee's getting her day. Exactly. It's it's about damn time. It is. It really fucking is. 
Um, and it's actually an actress that I've never heard of before. Uh, she's a no name. Uh, this is like her first thing. So good for her. Uh, Lana yeah. Condor is, is going to be, uh, the list and she's, she's a nobody. So that's, that's kind of awesome that your first role is, is so either she's going to be a very bit part in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Hey, I'm Jubilee. Here's some flashworks. Yeah. Whoop. Later. And, yeah. uh, or Colossus and X2. Yeah. Colossus and X2, uh, uh Iceman and, and, or not Iceman, uh, uh, Kitty Pride in that one scene where she just kind of walks through. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Pride next one. Exactly. Um, yeah. So so yeah, it could be something like that. But it's just kind of funny that they that Brian Singer decided to to post that. Lot of young X Men in this mm-hmm. movie, uh, which makes me very excited because hey, for the first time ever, it's an X Men movie that's about the school and the children. <laughs> And they're saying that uh, they're ditching the uh, the leathers for this one, and they're actually going to be in costumes. Uh, be so. be be still my heart. God, be still I, I my heart. So I hope so. You know, it's like just once. That's all I'm asking. Just once, give them the costumes. Yes. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I guess rounding out the uh, movie news, uh, Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar. It's been confirmed are all returning. To Batman 66 for an animated film. This is pretty awesome. It's pretty rad. Uh, I, I I love the Batman 66 comic book. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and depending on where they take it with this, but I mean, just, just the, the fact that it's going to be an animated series, such a great idea. Yeah, I agree. And, and you're bringing back the originals. How yeah. freaking great is this? You know, it's really cool that there's this new generation that's kind of getting into experience Batman 66. Yeah. Um, or and or it's, you know, people who are finding ways to reconnect with it. I, I, I really dig the Batman 66 renaissance. Yeah. yeah. That that Len Wein, um, uh, uh, Jose Garcia Lopez. Oh, so good. Oh, I didn't even read it. it was oh, good. my God. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. It's so good. I mean, just just to see uh, Jose Garcia Lopez. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez draw Batman again was yeah. fantastic, but it's, it's just, a, it's a great, great book. And then That's awesome. obviously the Kevin Smith one was fantastic. Yeah. I thought all the Jeff Parker ones were great too. Oh yeah. The Jeff Parker ones are fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's exciting. Um, should we, uh, should we have a conversation? <laughs> a conversation. So, uh, the bomb dropped today. Uh, yeah. this is the reason why we decided to do this on a Wednesday. Um, usually we wait, but, uh, I couldn't because, you know, there's been so much talk about this goddamn crossover series convergence called crisis on, I mean, secret, <laughs> I mean, convergence <laughs> called what the fuck is this book about? <laughs> Uh, so I'm going into this book totally cold. Uh, I'm walking in having no prior knowledge of what went on in Superman Doomed, having no prior knowledge of what went on in World's End or Future's End. Uh, I'm just walking in as a civilian seeing if I can pick this book up. Uh, and as I gathered, if I viewed this objectively with no prior comic book knowledge, I would not be doing that well. Um, okay. I am right there with you. Like I, I, I know a little bit of what's going on. I, all I, I just, just all third-hand knowledge of people telling me, like, okay, well, this is going on, you know, um, and you know, very, very little knowledge, and I'm so fucking lost already. This is a zero issue. This is supposed to set the whole thing up. 
Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the basic, con- I read the book twice, uh, and the basic, um, you know, the basic plot I got is, you know, Superman had this crazy battle with Doomsday because of Superman doomed, uh, who infected him with it. And there's this master brainiac who is this like giant, I, he looks like a God almost, you know, he's like the size of a planet. Uh, and he puts Superman on this other planet that is sentient, uh, that is like, is under the impression that it's all this different incarnations of brainiac, which is where you're kind of getting the multiple earths, the, or infinite realities kind of thing. And on this planet, brainiac has stored a bunch of cities, uh, and these are all the worlds of convergence that we're going to see. And now brain, uh, this planet is making it its job to determine which uh, world will live and die, which is a tagline that is all too familiar. Um, uh-huh. Or, yep. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically it, I guess. Um, I, I consider myself a little bit of a DC fan. <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, like, like, you know, I mean, I, I grew up on, on DC. You know, I, right. I, I, I love, I know I talk a lot of shit on DC as of late, but the history, right there with you. history of DC, I love. It's fascinating. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we have an entire podcast devoted to the Teen Titans. Right. You know, uh, that's how important the, the old era of DC is for me. So seeing some of these, like seeing that classic Brainiac and, and the purple with the call with the white oh, collar challenge of the super friends. Uh, I mean, that was, that was the original Brainiac from, from, you know, the seventies, uh, yeah, silver age, uh, yeah. the silver age Brainiac. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then to see the eighties, uh, superpowers, uh, action figure version of Brainiac <laughs> that they brought into the regular series and then seeing, uh, the, the, the Legion tower, like all these things made me so freaking nostalgic. You right. they even use the, the animated series version. Oh, I know that's my favorite version of Brainiac too. And, and, and so it's like, okay, this is so great, but it's so bad because I have it, no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> uh, this, this first issue seemed very, very, uh, aimless. Uh, I mean, Brainiac or, well, it's not even Brainiac. That's the thing. This isn't Brainiac. Uh, he's because this pla- it's a planet, you know, and uh, the planet keeps on referring to its master who is actually Brainiac. So um, is, do you think it's a planet that Brainiac has inhabited? Yeah, uh, it's a planet that Brainiac found uh, and it was suitable for his needs. Uh, and so Brainiac came and he recognized uh, its unique potential and decided to shape it at his will. Um, so that's where you get Brainiac storing all of his cities on here on this planet. Um <sighs> So, uh, I, I mean, you know, I get the, uh, there's a lot of themes, uh, dealing with, you know, infinite earths and the multiverse, uh, talking about the, you know, there's that big two page spread that was actually kind of cool where it, uh, showed like the different, uh, deaths of Superman. Oh yeah. That was beautiful. I mean, yeah, the, the uh, artwork on this is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, what would you, it's, you know, Ethan Van Scriver. So, yeah, yeah. um, and, uh, that was cool. And, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, I guess accenting the importance that Superman plays, uh, across the multiverse. Um, and you know, the planet even alludes to, uh, how it always ends with Superman. Uh, Superman is always at the end of all these universes. Um, but you know, basically this whole issue is, is Superman being just as confused as the reader and then going, well, I got to get home. Mm-hmm. So he goes home and then uh-huh. this, and then this planet goes, uh, yep. Well, I'm going to kill some planets. I'm going to return some planets and, uh, Yep. Yep. So, so 
basically, in an essence, this is Secret Wars. Uh, yeah, so we can call this planet Battle World. Um, yeah. And, uh, yep, it's going to determine who lives and who dies. It's- How is it that we have two companies with pretty much the same idea and, you know, are supposedly going to have the same kind of outcome? Big changes. Well, you know, parallel thinking is no stranger to the world of comic books. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm i going to call bullshit. Someone, someone is trying to rip someone off here, okay? And my money is on DC ripping Marvel off. I um, think so. I think, because I think DC probably got word of, of what they were doing and they went, uh, we'll do that too. Because I, and this is totally conjecture on my behalf. It's totally speculation. But Secret Wars was such a well kept secret up until September, and DC had just announced that they just had a band aid project. Mm-hmm. That's all they kept on saying. They just kept on saying, "Yeah, it's a band aid. It's a thing that we're gonna do to tide us over until we get out into Burbank." And, and so that I, I think that gave them a lot of room to play with. And the big rumor was it was gonna be called Blood Moon, and all of a right. sudden it's 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 convergence. It's like, whoa, wait, this is just a little too. I don't know. I know. I, I don't want to. I like. I don't want to out out DC like that and say like, oh, they 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 fucking stole the idea. But I mean, this this seems very half cocked. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I can't believe that they're like pushing this as like the big thing. You know, it's it's very very surprising to me that this is their big push. Well, okay. The the one thing that makes me a little excited about this though is the fact that we're going to be seeing like the original Teen Titans, you know, uh, yeah. the original Booster Gold and, and Blue Beetle stuff. And, and you're going to see a lot of the old school stuff return, you know, Greg, the original yeah. Blue Beetles, you know, Ted Cord Blue Beetle is going to be alive. And Greg you know, is going to write the question. Oh God, I can't fucking wait. You know, uh, Len Wein's returning to the to swamp thing, like stuff like that is going to be fantastic. Yeah, sure. But I mean, this is really just a shitty multiversity when yeah. you boil it down. It is. Um, it is. Uh, yeah. With how fucking amazing multiversity was, it's uh, it it the, it's got the biggest shoes to fill as a follow up act, and I it's already fallen so short. Yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that it's like they're pulling so much that like there there's this you know checklist the fight for your city in the back, and it it all it does is kind of tell you like what they're using what Earth's from. I'll tell you what it really does. It tells you what DC's demographic was when they were thinking about this. And it really puts it into perspective of where DC's mindset was until that recent uh, – the, the, uh, the, the recent um, retreat that they had mm-hmm. uh, because this shows you exactly what our suspicions were, that DC believes that they didn't have young readers. Yeah. DC, DC thought that all their readers were 25 plus and they're all veterans of the, you know, veterans of the industry or veteran comic book readers. And that's the, that's all they need to cater to. And they are obviously very wrong. Oh yeah. And, and I think, well, the whole thing was with, with 52 was they wanted, they wanted new readers. They wanted 15 year old readers. They wanted 12 year old readers. And then, okay. So I get that. That makes sense. Like relaunch that whatever they they should have just ultimate and and started an entire new line for it and kept regular continuity. That's my own opinion. But uh, uh, you know to go in with this and be like, okay, we're gonna bring back all of this history because that's who our readers are. Bullshit. 
Yeah, I, like those aren't your readers anymore. And obviously they now recognize that because they're, the big relaunch in June is is aimed at, you know, their recent discoveries or, or not recent discoveries, but it's aimed at like, okay, holy shit, we actually took a straw poll and we found out that it's 50% men and women that read our books and it's like younger kids now. Holy shit, what are we doing? Why are we publishing the wrong books? Batgirl's selling so well. Exactly. Why didn't we just bat, why didn't we just uh, uh, go Batgirling with all of our titles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, they recognize that now and it, this just seems like it's a remnant of like, a, a, like an antiquated thought, you know? DC, I love you, but oh. they're on the right track. I mean, they're they're going to get there come June. Uh, well, I, I hope they are. I mean, you know, there are titles to be excited about coming out of the relaunch, but there are. Uh, but it's just it's hard, man. Like, no, it's fucking tough. And I, it's 10, yeah. 10, 10, 10 new titles a week for the next four, four months. You know, no one's, got the, no, no one's got the money for all that. I was I was. Yeah, I was seriously thinking about doing a Convergence podcast, but th- I don't have time to read 10 books a week. So that's, that's, that's 40 new books for the next four months. I just can't I got, do that. <laughs> I, I, I got to read all Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four. I can't, I, I can't do that. That's just as hard. Um, well, that's been this week's conversation. <laughs> This week's. I want to try to do this. We we should try to at least you know pick apart convergence each week. What do you think? Uh, can we can we do a crisis on convergence? We we can fucking we can fucking try. <laughs> I I just because I'm I'm okay. Here's the one thing that that just makes me really interested in this is the fact that it's like you and I come from different little. We come from different sides of DC. You know, like like I grew up in the. 80s, 80s the, 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 yes. the late 70s, early 80s, you know, 80s DC was my thing where right. you're coming at it from a, a 90s era of DC, which wasn't the best time. Well, I'm coming at it from 90s animated DC, yeah, uh, which is more more or less like Silver Age DC. Yeah. If you it, when you really boil that stuff down, it's Silver Age DC that's reper, you know, repackaged up in a 90s fashion uh i mean really though my my when i when i understood what i was reading in comics it was like early 2000s so for me this is a lot of like a lot of nostalgia and and a lot of like coming home kind of stuff right you know um so it's just interesting to see like like okay so me being the old dc fan and you being the newer dc fan seeing where 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 all this lies yeah It'd be interesting. Like the excite, like for me seeing that they're bringing back the original teen Titans lineup, both as Titan teen Titans and Titans, the, uh, the later book that nobody liked, um, you know, that's exciting to me. I don't think people younger than me give a fuck. Right. Um, but, or, or the original question or, you know, stuff like that. So it's just really interesting to see what people are going to react to. Yeah. And if people are going to react. So um, I don't think we're going to review any other books. Is, is there anything that you've been reading lately that, uh, I, that actually, you've been into? I just want to talk about one thing, and it's uh, the new Rage of Ultron original graphic novel by Rick Remender and uh, Jerome Opeña. Did you already read that? Uh, I pre-ordered it, actually. Oh, Jesus. So it came to my house on Monday. Wow. How is uh, it? It's fucking amazing. 
So without spoiling anything, what is it about? It is, uh, man, it is, uh, okay. It's, it is the fabric. It's like the, the, the guts of the relationship that Hank Pym has with Ultron, like the reality of it. It is a lot of reflection and, uh, a, you know, deep thought on what it, what it, uh, you know, what artificial intelligence is, but also Hank Pym's relationship to it, uh, because he, you know, gave birth to something, um, man, it, it gets fucking dark. Um, wow. cause I, you know, Hank Pym is, uh, he is this, he's this happy go lucky guy with a very, very dark side, you know? Oh God. Yeah. And, uh, man, fuck, Remender knows how to uh, poke and prod that uh, that dark kind of almost nihilistic side that lives in Hank Pym's brain and really let it come out. Um, it's, fuck, it's amazing. And it actually has real-life implications to the Marvel Universe. Really? Yes. Um, the ending was pretty fucking crazy. Wow. Uh, I highly suggest you buy it if you are a fan of A, Rick Remender, be Hank Pym or Ultron. Five out of those are good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I just love Jerome Pena. I mean, oh, hit the, the arts, the arts fucking unreal. I, I would suggest you actually buy the, uh, the hardcover, uh, because his art is so awesome in it. Yeah. I've, I've got to, yeah, I got to pick it up. It's, it's totally worth the 20 bucks. I, I seriously, it's worth your money. Mm, okay. He's sold. I, sold. Yeah. I'm done. I, I pre-ordered it on an impulse and I started the book and fucking destroyed it nice. in a, yeah, in a matter of like an hour. Um, and what's really cool is it actually ties into like every series that Remender has ever written. Shut <laughs> up. Really? Yeah. There's like little nods to different things from every series that he's written, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like his like masterwork, you know? Uh, wow. Uh, how yeah. Many, how many pages is it? Uh, I don't know how many pages it is. It's pretty fucking thick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really suggest you read it. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I've got a few, two, two things that are really, I, I, I've talked about curb stomp before. Oh yeah. Ryan Ferry. Oh, I met Ryan. Oh, did you? Weekend. We oh. follow each other. We follow each other on Twitter. Um, nice. it, and, uh, so I, I kind of like finally like introduced myself to him. He's the nicest guy. He seems like it. We, we really back him on the site. He's, he's, uh, you know, we, we did an interview with him last week and curb stomp is just, it's fantastic. It's so good. Such a good book. Have you been reading it? Yes, I have. Okay, good. Cause last time we talked, you hadn't read it yet. Um, uh, it is the, the artwork alone is worth the price of admission. Um, it's beautiful. It's, colorful exploitation. Oh my God. And then, and then, uh, uh, just, just the, the use of color in this book is fantastic. Um, so, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I don't know how to exactly say, a uh, 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 Devaki Neo guy. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but Ryan Frary is, um, is just a, a great writer and this is the guy to watch. Like seriously. Oh, he's he's, gonna, he's he's the next fraction. I'm yeah, calling it. He's he's gonna blow the fuck up and just just his power of storytelling. I even started reading Sons of Anarchy because he started writing it. Nice. Um, which you know I'm a Sons of Anarchy fan, but usually adaptations are you know like iffy. They're they're iffy, and I wasn't really a big fan of the the Sons of Anarchy book. It just but this one 
fantastic. So Curb Stomp is amazing. Ryan um, says he's got uh, some things in the works. He couldn't tell me anything, but really? he, yeah, he says to be on the lookout. There's a Dave 2 coming out. Nice, nice. Uh, which I'm very excited about, but yeah, it's going to be big. Uh, another one. Uh, have you read We Can Never Go Home? Uh, no, I saw it though. Do I need to read it? Yes, you do. You really do. Um, it's, it takes place in 1989. Okay. And it's about these two kids that live in a small town, uh, and are kind of thrown together the fact that they have, they, they find out they have special abilities. So it's it's very like, like this girl has, she's super strong and, you know, um, it opens up with the, basically her beating the crap out of guys who's trying to put the moves on her and make out point. Um, but the writing on it is fantastic. Uh, and it's, this is for the punk rock and everybody. So it's, it's written by, um, Matthew Rosenberg, obviously hardcore kid, you know, just total music fan. And then, uh, Patrick Kilden, who is the, uh, singer for self-defense family and drug church. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. And the artwork is, um, it's by Josh Hood. So good. And there's amazing music references in the entire time, the whole thing, like Husker Du references. Nice. Like crazy. Um, so, uh, you know, at one point he makes a mixtape for, for, for the girl in it and stuff. And it's like, Oh, I remember making mixtapes. Um, but it's just, it's a fun book and you can just tell that this is going to be like by, by the third issue, this is going to be the book that everybody's going to be talking about. Nice. Um, so definitely read that. Uh, anything else you want to recommend? Uh, if you want to cry yourself to sleep, read the sculptor. Oh, I, I can't bring myself to do it yet. I, I just uh, know it's, it's going to, it's such an intense experience, huh? Also, another book that I sat down and couldn't stop reading until it was done. Is, uh, and yeah, that's the thing. Like, I wanted to be able to, to devote time to it, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's a fucking tome, so that's a task. But it was, again, I sat down, I could stop, and then all of a sudden I was just dumb. Yeah. Or just, you know, just done. And I, uh, it's amazing. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, did you read Daredevil last week? Yes. Fuck yes. Fuck, I, so good. So good. <laughs> He's the best. It just keeps getting better. The suit? Oh. He's the, they, they're the best team on Daredevil. It, it, there's no way that anybody could top this when it ends. It's like, going to go, it, it'll go down in history. Bar none, top three, for yep. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and seeing him in the, uh, the, 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 the Moon Knight suit? Oh. Fucking perfect. Such a great idea. It's like, yeah, he doesn't need to show his eye. So we're talking, if, if you guys haven't read it yet, sorry, spoilers, but uh, Matt Murdock uh, decides that he no longer needs to, to wear a, a hood and protect yeah. his identity because everybody knows who he is. So he comes out in this moonlight looking full th- you know, three piece suit. Uh, it's, if, it's amazing. If you look side by side, it's basically. Uh, and then, you know, who, who knew that uh, Owsley had a, had a, had a, had a daughter? <laughs> Uh, actually, I did know that because they did that uh, uh, Daredevil anniversary issue. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, and Mark Wade, uh, Stephen Wacker challenged Mark Wade to write a story that would be the future of what Matt Murdock had to deal with. And yes. so, actually, what's crazy is you're kind of seeing a lot of this play out. So, kudos, yeah. kudos to Mark Wade. Now, I had, when I saw the costume originally, I was like, "Isn't that the one of the kids from that Spider-Man team that was from the '90s?" 
Oh, yeah. Because it looks a lot like that kind of costume. Yeah. So uh, what was that called? The the spinner, the, the web spinners or something like that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like there's the, the five different people, like Spider-Man disappears and they, they have like these spider-related characters. Like The death of Superman. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, another just just fantastic. There's so much good stuff out right now. I mean, uh, um, Batman keeps getting better and better. Yeah, if you are not satisfied with Convergence, we uh, we bet we can find you something else. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of stuff. If if you're not happy with DC, you got a lot of downtime for the next four months. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um. Oh, Southern Cross issue one. Did you read that? No, I didn't. Uh, it's good. It's really good. Uh, Fucking A. Yeah. Batgirl. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. I guess, I, I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, this has been the 50th issue of Crisis, man. Here we are. George. Half, half a century. Thank you for devoting the last year to doing this. Uh, you know, it's, it's thank been you pretty for, awesome. <laughs> thank you for dealing with uh, my erratic schedule. So. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's my pleasure. No, but seriously, uh, I, 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 we couldn't have gotten to issue, episode 50 without you honestly well, thank you very much kevin hey no problem and you know obviously jamie has ste- steps in from time to time as yes, uh, she does thank and, you jamie and, and you know uh to, to, to 50 more uh, episodes you know maybe we'll do something big for 52 <laughs> uh yeah maybe we'll reboot crisis <laughs> we'll go back to issue one. Uh, oh man all right well uh looks like i'm all out of geek and we're all out of coffee. So until next time, take care. Adios.
class. Okay. <clears throat> I've been doing my job for 35 years. Want to join me, big guy? That was spot on. If I closed my eyes, I was going to see the movie <laughs> all over again. And then he, like, writes something, like, with food, like, fuck you or something. And he's like, well, joke's on you, tough guy, because I can't read. I'm so glad I just I used to have the soundtrack. That. I'm so glad I just recorded what? that. What? What? God damn it! 